Restoration Church. We are here again for the, I guess it'll be the final podcast of 2018. If you haven't listened to the one on books, go listen to that one because we just recorded it. Uh, <laughs> and you'll get some good books to read for the upcoming year. Uh, but in this podcast, we are going to look back at God's past grace, specifically over 2018, and then briefly discuss how we're trusting God for future grace. Uh, particularly as it relates to the corporate life of Restoration Church. And so if you, if you read Scripture, you'll, you'll often see that God calls his people to trust him. And one of the things he does uh, to, to usher forth the evidence is say, look at my past grace to you. Can you not trust me for future grace? And so I think it's a good thing for us to recall God's grace to us. So, Nathan, as you think about 2018 and you think about God's grace to us, mm-hmm. Uh, what are some There's of the, f- yes, yes, we could list many, many things. What are some of the first things that come to mind as you think about God's grace to Restoration Church throughout the course of 2018? So are you asking me to like give specific things or just speak generally? Whatever you want to do, brother. Okay. I think specific <laughs> would be helpful, but you can speak generally well, I as think well. Just really quick, generally, I, I, I think about the preaching of the word that sort of, you know, we, 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 we feast off of God's word as a f- church family. Evidence of grace, we made it through Judges. Yes, we made it through Judges, so that's where I was going. So Judges <laughs> in Ephesians 1 to 3, which is two really bookends, right? You've got, on the one hand, Judges, just a hard, hard, dark, dark read. And then Ephesians 1 to 3, which is full of just beautiful truths. And so I think those two, uh, I think those, going through those two things in particular, just, uh, you know, I, I'm mindful of God's grace because he gives us a book like Judges that shows us, like, listen, if you don't look to me, if you don't follow me, if you don't, if, if I, it's God speaking, if I don't work in the world, then this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And so that's a grace to us to kind of get a picture of real life, what actually happened and see that if we don't get this right, if we don't look to Jesus, if he doesn't come, save us, reconcile us and the spirit work, then man, we are in a disaster and the world is already a mess and it seems to be getting more and more of a mess. But those of us in the church, we have the books like Judges and books like Ephesians to see there's hope. And I think this year, as we look back at God's grace and to us as a church, we have been properly warned and we've been incredibly encouraged by those two books to grow us up and to keep us on that bumpy and narrow path to everlasting life that only a few will stay on. Very good. All right, so generally speaking, Catherine, anything come to mind generally? I know you probably have some specific things, but yeah, general I'm going to wait for the specifics. There you go. I like yeah. that. Okay, one more, one yeah. more, too. All right. So ahead. Like, I got one, too, so go ahead. Okay, go, go. Nope. You go, nope. you go. Nope. First well, and last. Well, you know, I think, too, it shows, so this year we started with 140 members. And over the course of this year, we will have had, when it's all said and done, 41 members will have left the church, sent away from the church. That's That's a huge, that's almost a third of our church. And to see new members come in, and the ministry just keep going is so encouraging. See new people step into into roles and, you know, lead and host community groups and lead kids. I think you said, didn't you, that we've had more. This year we had more people leading children, discipling kids than ever before. More people in the queue. Is that true? Uh, it was the first year that I've worked here that I was able to not overschedule anyone last quarter. Which so that's, that was great. Saying that in light of 41 people moving is amazing. So. Just praise the Lord. It just shows that you make disciples that make disciples and you keep preaching the gospel and God keeps showing up. So praise the Lord. Amen.
Yeah, and as I think about that, generally thinking is just as we think through Ephesians here lately, just the unity that we have in Christ, mm. that yes, there are differences, yes, there are disagreements, but none of that has done anything to disrupt or destroy the unity that we have in Jesus. And I'm so thankful for that. That's an evidence of God's grace among us is that we're able to put personal preferences and desires below gospel priority uh, while not minimizing these differences, yet celebrating something that's greater than those. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you mentioned, just the number of people that lead and host and attend community groups, the number of discipling relationships that are happening formally and informally. I think about the number of people that have taught Restoration Kids or taught T2 or led corporate prayer or helped facilitate service or served in the music ministry. I mean, you just start adding up all that, and it's 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 massive, the number of people that serve our church, setting up signs, taking them down. I mean, it goes on and on, and so I'm thankful for that. So, yeah, week after week. Yeah. While there's frustrations here Praise and there with God. scheduling and all these things, at yeah. the end of the day, God's grace is heavy yeah. as every week yeah. we get to gather and hear God's word, sing God's word, praise God's word, and then we scatter into community groups where we keep doing the same thing. Amen. So we praise God for that. So so don't want to overlook those things. Yeah. Let's not forget each Sunday, not only do we gather, but the kids get to hear mm-hmm. God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most so, if not all lost. That's right. You know, and yeah. so there's roughly 25 to 30 kids every week that come in. And so anyway. Yeah. It's really exciting. All right. Now yeah. more specific. Yep. More specific. Here we go. Catherine, go first. Okay. Okay. It actually, you should go next. Because, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it works well with what you guys were just saying because I think one area that I've seen a, a lot of God's grace in this year is in the children's ministry because I think it is growing. And when you teach those classes, the kids, they interact with you. They, they really are processing these things and they, they know about Jesus. They're learning more about Jesus each week. And so I think, one thing that stands out is at the Christmas service this oh, past mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess. It was just a beautiful example. You had Natalia teaching the kids, and your son, Judah, and Owen are, like, nailing the answers, saying them so beautifully and eloquently that Natalia's like, all right, I'm not sure what else to, <laughs> to share. Jesus done. is the light of the world. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then them singing for the first time ever. I just thought it was really cool as I was looking up at all the little kiddos. I'm like, you're the kids that I'm praying for. And like, this is children's ministry. Like you're, you're worshiping God. And now we get to stand up and sing with you and worship together. Mm. And it was just really encouraging to see like my job often is finding rocks and sticks around the apartment building to make <laughs> yeah. th- like crafts for the kids. But like, this is what it's all about mm. that you're learning about Jesus and you're learning to love him. Just not just hid knowledge about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. I've yeah. been encouraged by that. And by all the volunteers who serve each oh, week. So it's, good. it's so encouraging yeah. to see. And like people just showing up and going above and beyond. The Leongs brought in a telescope last week so they could teach of about, course they did. <laughs> <laughs> about the, the star. And so, it, yeah, it's just, wow. it's been yeah. very encouraging. You're yeah. making, so if you're in, God. if you're discipling children, uh, you're making a difference. Amen. Yeah. So good. So God's grace is That's heavy. In that specific way. I know one Nathan's going to give, so I'm not going to take it. (laughs) You should get out in front of it. Unless he fails to mention it, which I don't think is going to happen. But as I think back this past year, obviously a a huge evidence of grace, not just to me personally, but to our church corporately, was uh, the opportunity for my sabbatical. So Mm -hmm. I think it says a couple things. One, it says something about the generosity of our church to not only give me and my family that time away, but to do so happily and be excited about it, yes. to not only do so and be happy about it, but to give a, a stipend so we could go and enjoy some things as a family as we are away from 
D.C. Uh, those things were uh, just phenomenal. And so I think it says something about the generosity of our church. I think it says something about the health of our church, mm-hmm. that I can literally step away for nearly three months, uh, two and a half months, and I didn't get one call or one email. Well, I may have got an email, but I didn't read it. But one call <laughs> about anything. And the church just continued to meet and do what it does, mm-hmm. exalt Jesus and make disciples. I think it just says something about the beauty and the health of our church, yeah. that we're in a place where we can do that. Yeah. And so that it's an evidence of God's grace uh, to us, and so you know, it, it, it's yeah, beyond what I can communicate in words to me and to our family. Yeah, so. I shared with some church uh, planters yesterday in our meeting that even I, on the front end of this sabbatical, have a sense of guilt, even uh, in a way, it's kind of, and I have to battle that off because people have been so kind to me and my wife, and uh, the church as a whole has been so kind of the same thing, and I have to like maybe I, I shouldn't I I. I I feel like I should feel bad about feeling so good about how good people, and and the and the Lord has just reminded us like no Nathan this is this is good I love you this church loves you this is this is healthy yeah this is good for it'll make the church better it'll make you better so it's yeah. an evidence of God's love the way God loves is the way our church has been loving and so it's just it's just a wonderful thing and so, so that's one evidence of grace to our church specifically. There's another big one that I'm sure Nathan is going to mention yes. right now. Yes. When this happened, like when it actually happened, I was thinking about this moment right here. I actually was thinking, I really was thinking about this moment. So how could we not forget like the, maybe the highlight? I don't know theologically how we define this, but, uh, but, uh, the formation of a Spanish speaking church in Columbia Heights. That's right. Mm-hmm. They covenanted together this year, March of this year. We have been praying, laboring, having conversations. I mean, raising money. I mean, we, for years, probably six years in advance of this. And the Moleros got here two years ago, so two they've been here ago. too. So even two years with them here. Yes, yes. And and then on top of that, to have new believers. So three people have come to faith in Christ this year after that covenanting service. Uh, Alejandro was able to baptize his son Benjamin. Um, they've installed elders and deacons. Uh, they're raising up, raising up, training leaders. They're doing tons of ministry to the poor giving a lot of counseling to hard marriages in difficult situations, and that's all happening in and through a local church that is thriving that's right. uh, amongst Spanish speakers. And I'm not saying that there's not another one that doesn't exist, but I don't know of another one that exists that's healthy like this, that loves the gospel, that believes the Bible, is mission-minded, and it's sitting right there in the center of the city. And that church came into existence this year. Unbelievable. So, well, actually very believable Amazing. when you know God, but... Uh, man, just so, so that will be, you know, Lord willing, if I pastor 30 years or more, I think that will be something I'll always look back on. Right. Hopefully it's not our last church plant. Amen. But it is Amen. the first. Amen. It's the first. And That's so, right. uh, just a, a wonderful gift of grace. Uh, before we look forward to kind of what we're trusting God Hang for. On, we got to have I'm, one more. I'm, 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 okay, sorry, sorry, like, sorry, 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 my bad, my bad. I'm my just bad. giving the, the listener direction of where we're going, okay, man. Sorry, forgive me. Uh, but <laughs> is there anything else you would like to say about this pastor? <laughs> Nathan? Catherine, anything? No, please, by all oh, means. Oh, come on, you got to have Go, go. Uh, go for it, go. So, Maddie. Yeah. I'd... Yeah, yeah, Maddie, that was, you know, and there's there's been a couple other people that have come to faith in Christ in addition to IBSG that are connected to the life of our church. Yeah. But that was one that happened inside the life of our church. We're just grateful for Sarah and Owen spreading the gospel, campus outreach. That's a significant investment in the life of our church, both financially and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And to see someone not only come to faith, but see be so excited about the gospel, clearly testifying to the gospel, being baptized in our midst, 
coming into membership in the life of our church. Um, just a wonderful example of what we're trying to do uh, by the grace of God. Yeah. So just love that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, there's many more we could talk about from this past year. Uh, again, just just think about all the things that happened in the life of our church. Mm-hmm. That sometimes we can just take for granted. They come the regular rhythms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I even think about how, uh, you know, somebody will go somewhere else and they'll come back and they'll be like, I went to church and I just forgot how normal it was to hear the gospel regularly mm-hmm. in the course of a week, in the course of a Sunday service. And so all those things are happening. Uh, but as we look forward to next year, what are some ways you're praying, you're trusting, you're hoping uh, that God evidences his grace through us? Yeah, so I think for for one thing that I've been thinking about a lot is the women's retreat is mm-hmm. going to be coming up in April. And we've just started preparing reading books about friendship. And so that will be the topic this year. I think as Nathan talked about, I think it was in this podcast. Maybe, I don't know. About the 40 people leaving. Right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, I think it's just hard in D.C. Uh, to do friendship well or to or you just you feel like your friends are always leaving or like, should I enter in? Maybe that person's going to leave soon. There's just lots of um I think, challenges to friendship in D.C. And I think also our culture teaches us false expectations mm. about friendship. So I've been um, reading and thinking about the biblical view of friendship and trusting that to the Lord that and praying about it for the women and for the men of the church. But specifically, uh, as the women's retreat goes, praying that it would be something that he would uh, grow us in and we would f- we would um, just understand what friendship is and live that out in a biblical way all the more. And I think our church already does this really yeah, well, yeah, but I yeah, do yeah, think there's yeah. a lot of challenges to DC. So yeah, sure. praying yeah, that yeah. Um, it would be, God would use that in the efforts of the, the ladies who are going to teach in April. And we know when that is. It's in April. April 26th and 27th. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I, I would say, Nathan, we just talked about past grace of, seeing some people come to faith in Christ. We've been laboring in prayer, uh, even with, um, yeah, and even with our in financial investments. So I'm trusting God for conversions, more conversions through the direct mm-hmm. ministry of Restoration Church. And I, I mean that both locally and Lord willing globally. So locally through Restoration Church, God seemed to answer that prayer, not the way I expected last year, uh, directly. One, you know, a couple conversions through Restoration, but primarily through Sublime Gracia. I hope that continues, but I hope that we see at Restoration more conversions locally. And then I, I pray that as we continue to partner with our friends in Central Asia and Lord willing take a trip or two there this year, that they continue to see conversions amongst their net, their unreached native people and a church is being formed there and Lord willing that, that begins to replicate. And so conversions is where I'm, I'm really trusting and praying that God. So we'd see Ephesians 2. You are dead in your sin. Now you've been made alive in Christ. Uh, that's something we can pray for. It's not something we can do because only God can bring back people from the dead. And in, in adding to that, too, just uh, it's really kind of looking back and looking forward as it relates to conversions. Uh, Haiti Love had her first class graduate this past that's year. That's right. Which is amazing. That's been going on for what, four, four, four years? I think it's four, four years. Year curriculum. First class, I wonder, was it four, five, six guys, mm-hmm. something like that? That we helped, uh, we went down there and trained, we 
gave money, we gave resources, and that sort of you thing. You even gave graduation robes. Yeah, we gave graduation robes, like three or four of those, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So those brothers will go back and preach, and Lord willing, through them, many people will come to faith in Christ, yeah. too. So we want them here, conversions here, and conversions abroad. Yeah. Amen. Anything come to mind, Nathan, Please. in terms yeah. of future grace? Yeah, I, I think one of the things I'm thinking about, obviously, is that sabbatical, just, you know, that's at the top of my mind. But I'm also trusting for future grace to God get us to through Nathan's sabbatical, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. me yeah. preaching just a little bit more than regular. <laughs> yeah. I'm trusting yeah. for grace there that's right yeah it, it'll be you'll be like gosh we really don't need Nathan that much uh but uh so but but I think beyond that just thinking about this past year Restoration Church has to deal with a lot of transition but 2018 will, was a historic amount of transition and so as we look out coming into 2019 the bulk of our membership will have been here for two years or less so I'm excited about seeing that growth you know so those, those I could start naming names but I'm not going to do it but like of men and women that have been here that have started to kind of press in, you know, uh, as, so as we as pastors, Joey, kind of press into them and love them and disciple them, encourage them, and just watching singles and uh, ma- young marrieds and uh, young marriage with new kids just sort of grow up in the life of the church, new elders coming on board, new deacons, new community group leaders, new people just making making disciples for the first time. They, they've never discipled somebody. All that fo- All that happening with so much new growth in the life of our church. I'm just excited to see how God will use that and use those people, these newish people, to kind of be the kinds of people that we leaned on a lot in past years, mm-hmm. to be just great leaders and encouragers in the life and disciples in the life of our church in the coming year. I'm looking forward to watching God use those newish folks too in the life of our church to just do his great work of discipleship. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Anything else coming to mind? That's a lot. Yeah, Alrighty. A lot. But, yes, uh, we we do. Looking tr- forward to fi- finishing up Ephesians. Those last couple chapters That's will right. be great. And then what's after that, Nathan? Uh, <laughs> not really. Joey wants me to say something, but uh, I'm going to pray about it. Uh, but uh, let's Ka- say this: Catherine it- and I are going to plan an entire campaign for what I want to preach while Nathan's gone. Yeah. So he comes back, he has no choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's say this much: I get I get somewhat conniption fits if we spend too much time out of the Old Testament. So rest assured, after Ephesians, I'm looking forward to getting in the Old Testament for a little while. Yes. So uh, we'll, I'll say that much. There you go. That's yeah. good. And we'll be in the Old Testament some while you are on sabbatical. Yes, that's right. That's right. So. Yeah. Joey will be preaching the uh, Psalms. Anyway, and yeah, I'm trusting God's grace. Another one come to mind is we, we have these other brothers come in and preach that are a lot of them local yeah. in restoration uh, to here in D.C. to learning more about other healthy churches and linking arms and continuing gospel work. So. See all that God's doing in our city. Yeah. yeah, you get to do that this year. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. it'll be a great blessing. Yeah. yeah. Some other things that we're not going to announce now. Uh, but uh, it'll be helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Joey yes. doesn't want me to talk about it. Uh, He's going like shaking. Yeah, shut yeah. up, Nathan. Uh, Restoration Church, we do love you. We are thankful for God's grace to us and through us, and uh, we invite you to look back, uh, spend some time uh, looking back at 2018 and God's grace, and then pray for specific ways for Him to work that out in 2019. So, Amen. all right, that's it. Peace out. See you guys on the backside. Well, you'll be back in March. Lord so. willing, see you in March. <laughs> Lord willing, I'll see you before that. <laughs>